The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. match about a man who once sat on a stage just like that looked in a ring just like this and he gave one of the most important addresses in the history of our sport it inspired thousands of would-be wrestlers it mobilized literally millions of fans it was the first hint of a revolution I am talking about CM Punk and the Pipe Bomb. Someone told me to save this promo, but I honestly don't know if I'm gonna get the chance, so I'm gonna do it now. In that interview, that was the first whiff of a revolution. He laid out a road map. He listed things. Things that for him, for somebody like me, were taboo at the time. Things like going to New Japan Pro Wrestling, working with Ring of Honor. And ultimately, he would talk about teaming with the Young Bucks. As destiny would have it, as fate would have it. He was unable to do those things, but he would join He would eventually wind up here in what Pro Wrestling Illustrated called the comeback of the year. But if we're being honest with one another, and I see all the CM Punk shirts, it is the comeback of the decade. We are all living it. We are all loving it. 
But in his absence, in the void that CM Punk left behind, somebody did do each and every one of those things. I did them. I carried every ounce of anti-monopoly sentiment on my shoulders. I held every grain of the revolution in my hand. And each and every one of you cheered. You want to ask why I won't turn heel? It's because you cheered me when I needed the most. When it says there is more than one royal family in wrestling, I am talking about me and all of us. People talk about the forbidden door. It's a proper noun. It's vernacular. But if you are an industry journalist who covers what we do and you disagree with anything that I say here tonight, you're not a journalist. As this generation likes to say, check the receipts, check the dates before there was a forbidden door. I was the one who built it. I'm gone for two weeks, two weeks. And I see that the Young Bucks last week in the opening segment almost started the Wednesday Night Wars all over again. And listen, I know Red Dragon graduated hip toss class with flying colors, but I don't need to see the Bucks beat the developmental more than once. And then my friend, my Trelawney-like friend in Ricky Starks, my real-life friend, gets into a tip with Jay Lethal. Word to the wise, the lethal injection is the one cutter in the business that people don't kick out of. Avoid, avoid, avoid. And then one of the most talented wrestlers on the planet that you're gonna see later, Malachi Black. A guy who hung two losses on my name, and everybody knows I hate to lose. A man who needed no help added insult to injury by getting help in the form of just this size and speed and strength. And I know we're not in the business of renaming people like Gunner McGillibuddy or whatever the hell it is. But not just speed and strength, Balls, because if you come to AEW and you call yourself Brody, you've got balls. And I'll let you find out in eight years what a mistake that was when that kid shows up. But speaking of Brody, speaking of Darby, of Miro, and of the TNT champion, Sammy Guevara, these are men, a lineage, a legacy of champions who taught you what you had been taught against. Everyone had been conditioned for 20 years that any title that doesn't have the world world in it is a secondary belt. But we don't have secondary belts. The only way it's secondary is because right now, there's two.
think it's pretty clear what we do. I know Tony Khan has sent a contract in the mail to Sammy Guevara and myself. Maybe it's not the contract I wanted. But Sammy, at this point, beach break, two titles, one champion. Boy, Sammy Guevara, what do you say? There can be only one TNT champion, but will it be the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes or Sammy Guevara? about this. I know you have an announcement that's weighing heavy on you right now. 
Please tell us all what that announcement is. I'm not surprised. We're not surprised the arrival of Chris Jericho with the inner circle has been blunt. Or to use a more apropos term, it's been strategic. They have taken the scalpel to the elite. But it's a short victory, Lapman, and here is why. We were already looking for you. We looked within our own club at one point. We have searched all over the world for a card that we could put our names on and match up with Matt and Nick Jackson, with Kenny Omega, with Hangman Adam Page, with myself, hell with my brother. So, we were looking we were looking and you found us November 9th, the Saturday I find myself on the marquee with our AEW world champion, Chris Jericho. Tony and I have talked about it. He knows what I'm about to announce, but before I do, humor me, I'm gonna go on a bit of a detour and rattle off a few names. Eddie Graham, Cowboy Bill Watts, the American Dream, Dusty All, all of them were titans in our business. They were the best bell to bell, and they were the best at the box office, and for those who saw them with their own eyes, those memories reverberate in their heart. It is a good feeling, it is positive, but for the cold and sterile historians of our business, there's an air of controversy that surrounds it. It's from the simple fact that those men were also, in addition to being competitors, they were managed. Not, not unlike myself. And for the last year, everybody, every podcast, every radio, every correspondent, I shouted off the rooftops how proud I am of AEW, how proud I am of the all-inclusive nature, of the schedule, of the pay, of the fact that we will listen. This, this is Ellis Island for a professional wrestler. This is freedom. So, when I hear, when I hear the same criticism attached to my name for being management and being in a title match, I can't not hear it. And with that said, I am announcing that if I do not defeat If I do not defeat Chris Jericho at full gear, I will never challenge for the AEW World Championship again.
Chris Jericho, that is a very big if. It's not an encumbrance, it's not an albatross that is gonna sit on your chest and weigh you down. It is going to vanish. You've taken to calling my lot entitled millennials. You've called me an entitled millennial bitch. I neglected to read in your best-selling book, A Lion's Tale, which you can get on Amazon for $3 or at any, or at any flea market. I neglected to read about the upbringing you had that was so hard. You talked about my silver spoon. Gosh, it must have been so difficult being the upper class son of a famous hockey player. It is almost like we shared the exact same silver spoon, you stupid dick. You've dismissed, you've dismissed every accomplishment I've made. You've talked about my father. Well, you call me an entitled millennial, I call you a carny succubus because the dirty secret about you, the dirty secret is you need this generation more than it needs you. And you've surrounded yourself with impressionable youth. This isn't about my dad. This isn't about the dead, it's about the living. It's about my mother. It's about my sister. It's about my wife. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. At full gear. At full gear, I beat you. I become the world champion, and you fall back into your circle, your inner circle, and you let them know the ground should be rumbling between their feet because the elite are coming. And when the elite and the inner circle square off, it'll be a match beyond, and we are going to eat you alive. situation for Cody on Saturday night, full gear on pay-per-view. That, that was so uh, emotional, the words from that young man. And, and, and quite frankly, there were times when I could close my eyes and feel the presence of the dream, the passion. Speaking from his heart, it was so clear that Cody believes that he will walk into full gear, defeat Chris Jericho, and walk out a champion. On Saturday, November 9th, listen to this crowd! Will you be there live when AEW...
family.
What you know about rolling down in the deep When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze When these people talk too much, put that shit in slow motion, yeah I feel like an astronaut in the ocean, ayy What you know about rolling down in the deep When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze When these people talk too much, put that shit in slow motion, yeah I feel like an astronaut in the ocean She say that I'm cool I'm like, yeah, that's true I believe in G-O-D Falling out in a drought, no flow rain was I'm pouring down See that pain was all around, see my mode was kinda lounge Didn't know which which way to turn, flow was cool but I still felt burned Energy up, you can feel my surge, I'ma kill everything like this purge Let's just get this straight for a second, I'ma work Even if I don't get paid for progression, I'ma get it Everything that I do is electric, I'ma keep it in a motion Keep it moving like kinetic, Shit in a frame, better know I don't blame Everything that I say, man, I seen you deflate Let me elevate, this ain't a prank Have you walking on a plane? La, 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 la. Both hands together, God, let me pray yeah, let me... Uh, I been going right, right around Call that relay Pass the baton, back in the mall Swimming in the pool, can't you come on? Uh, when a piece of this, a piece of mine My piece of sign, can you please read between the lines? My rhymes inclined to break your spine They say that I'm so fine You could never match my grind Please do not, not waste my time What you know about rolling down in the deep When your brain goes numb when these people talk too much, put that shit in slow motion, yeah I feel like an astronaut in the ocean, ay What you know about rolling down in the deep When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze When these people talk too much, put that shit in slow motion, yeah. Hello, I'm Homeboy Shivani And now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition is on the air Exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're gonna put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Christopher Rams. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the PWC's Extra. Uh, it's me. It's uh, you're on here with me. It's Christopher Rams. That's A M B S, like lambs with Noel or bullshit first thing in the morning. I'm coming to you from the uh, great state of Kandanistan as uh, our, uh, our our esteemed and uh, and glorious leader has uh, has given us some some new rules that we have to live by, including that um, he can apparently just go into our bank accounts and steal whatever money he wants. So that's fun. Um, also with me tonight, my good friend Jimmy T from the United Soviet States of Australia. <laughs> how, how are you doing, Jimmy? <laughs> well, you yeah. the United Soviet, uh, I don't know, states of Australia. Yeah, whatever it is, it is the USSS, USSA. That was a tongue twister. But more Ooh. importantly, Chris, did I hear Kanadistan? Kanadistan. Yes, sir. I yes, like Kanadistan. <laughs> I was I was gonna go as something communist, but the way that um, that our esteemed and glorious leader seems to be acting is more like he's some holy imam, and so I figured Kanadistan would, would work better. Yeah. Well, it's you know your national anthem is supposed to be O Canada, but it must be Allah Akbar Canada. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I yeah. had to say it. Sorry, man. I had to say it. But yes, it's an extra. But you know what, Chris? It's an extra, extra. As a matter of fact, 
because I recorded an extra yesterday with A-Track Black. And uh, yeah, we're just, you know, talking about the latest news. But man, was a bombshell dropped on us t- tonight or what, dude? Um, potentially, yeah. I mean, but we can get into it. We can talk about what we think about it. Um, but yeah, let's not uh, let's not beat around the bush with the headline. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes um, have apparently been released from their contract uh, with AEW and are moving on. Um, unbelievable. Uh, really, really unbelievable. In fact, I'm not sure if I believe it. Uh, mm, interesting take. You know what, man? Uh, it's funny that you said that because D thought it was a troll like it was just fake news and i'm like hmm but then i looked at it and i'm like that doesn't seem like fake news but i'm interested to get your take on this actually chris what makes you think this could be an actual wrestling angle uh i don't even know if you can call it a wrestling angle i i but i feel like tony khan and cody rhodes have some kind of a plan moving forward um, whether that's for Cody to go back to WWE for a year uh, and then come back, um, I'm not sure. But I I do feel like this is, I do feel like it's more than what we're getting. There's a lot more to it than what we're getting. Oh, definitely a lot more to it. 100% a lot more to it. So let me get this straight. Here I am thinking earlier that Cody could be a mole. You know what I'm saying? in uh aw for wwe right because all reports are pointing that he's going straight back to wwe and uh but you're saying he's basically a double agent like he's kgb or cia (laughs) over here i mean is that what you're saying you're saying he's gonna fool one khan and then fool another khan just to run back to khan yeah, I kind of like. I feel like that's probably the, the direction that this is going because I like. I believe that the WWE has offered him a shit ton of money, and I believe there's a possibility that he and Brandy go there. But I don't believe they're going to be staying there for the long term. I really believe that his, I really believe that his overall legacy is going to be in AEW. Um, and I don't think the WWE knows what to do with them anyway. Like the. I know they're going to pay him a bunch of money, but they're going to pay him a bunch of money because they feel like he's a draw for AEW. I don't, I don't believe that Vince McMahon has any fucking idea what to do with Cody Rhodes at all. Interesting. Interesting. Could we possibly be getting a triple H Cody Rhodes feud that we've all apparently been craving for Chris? I mean, is that a possibility? I mean, is triple H's heart attack at this point at work? I doubt it. I kind of feel like he probably did have some kind of a heart palpitation or something. Like, I, I, I think that it was made more serious than it really was. That's likely. That's just wrestling for you. Um, but yeah, my expectation is that Cody and Brandy are going to go to WWE now. They're going to make a bunch of money, and uh, they'll be back in a year, maybe, maybe a year and a half. I really don't think that this is going to last more than a couple of years with the WWE. And he'll be back in AEW if he goes at all, which is another thing that I very much have my doubts about. I know that Meltzer reported it, but that means nothing to me. So, well, it wasn't just Meltzer that reported it, it was also Ariel 
uh, what's it called? Uh, why, how did I fuck Helwani. up? Helwani, right? How did I botch his name, man? When I know his name, I don't know. I just I don't know. Play. He's a he's a proud resident of Kanadistan yes, too. So. Yes, yes, damn it! Why did I have to bring up his name? Thank God I botched it. But um, <laughs> anyway, he also stated that um, and I know he's known for his MMA stuff, right? But he's also a big pro wrestling guy as well, and his news are pretty spot on, man. Generally, he also claims that him and WB have been, as in Cody and WB, have been talking to each other for the last couple of months. I did throw out there, funny enough, last month that could we possibly be getting Cody in the Royal Rumble? <laughs> but you know what, dude? I'm a month fucking off, man, because I think we're gonna get Cody at Mania, brother. Uh, what are they going to do with him at Mania? Doesn't matter. He's the forbidden door. He was always the forbidden door, bro. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? You want to know an interesting fact? He's the first one to actually, of, of any significance, to actually jump ship from WWE to AEW. I mean, was it really jumping ship? He he left he left WWE long before AEW was a real thing. Right. To That's me, true. Moxley was the, was the first one to really jump. Now, Cody no, I'm might talking be the about first one from to jump AEW. from AEW. Right. Oh, that's, oh, okay. From that's AEW what I'm talking about. WWE. Yes. Yeah. Just to clarify, shit. Yeah, it would be the first one. Um, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Uh, if you would have asked me who was who who in the AEW roster was likely to sell out for money and go back to the <laughs> WWE, I think Cody probably would have been my number one choice. So, no real shock there. Well, now this makes things even more interesting. Now, if you think this could be some sort of uh, KGB operation going on, or I don't know, man. I mean, that's a big call, man. And I, and I think you're probably the only one that's probably said it so far. But who knows? I haven't been looking all around just yet, but I just feel like no one else is really reporting that from what I've read. And I've read a few articles. Yeah, yeah and I mean, I'm not reporting it. I don't know anything. I'm just saying... From from my perspective, this seems like something that they would do in terms of um, I feel like Cody really feels like he can outsmart the wrestling world. Um, and I feel like Tony Khan's ambitious enough to try it. Hmm. That's very interesting, man. That's pretty deep, actually, Chris. You're going very deep. But um, fuck, I don't know, man. That's interesting. We'll see what happens. We'll see how this plays out. I do think, I, I don't know, man. My gut feeling is telling me he will end up in WWE 100%. No doubt about it. I do think he's going to be, well, him and Brandy are going to be the next Triple H and Stephanie, pretty much. I mean, they are already. <laughs> you know what I mean? They could be yeah. the new power couple in WWE. I mean, let's be honest, dude. If, if all reports are true and he is going to WWE, mm -hmm. there's no way he would have re-signed without having some sort of his terms being agreed on. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I strongly disagree about that, Jimmy. And I, the reason why I strongly disagree about it is because I do not believe the WWE would sign him if mm. there was an expectation that they had to use him in a certain way. Because you can't tell me that you think Cody Rhodes is going to go back to the WWE now and he's going to, let's say, win a program against Roman Reigns. Do you think that's possible? If they portray him the way he's kind of portrayed in AEW and just on the indie scene in general even, 
then yeah, he could. I mean, I think he proved. Look, let's let's just fucking forget what's happening right now with Cody, right? At one point, he did have the marks, like vouching for him, bro. They were all behind him, man. Especially during his Bullet Club days, they were really behind him, dude. Even though you and I and and a, and a few others saw the writing on the wall, man, we called this shit months before it even went down. We saw. You know, we saw what was going to happen, and it's exactly what happened. And I, I find that pretty amazing that we're in a situation now where we're talking about Cody possibly jumping over to WB, or is this a wrestling angle, or is this a KGB, CIA type of thing? I mean, I don't know, but it's interesting, no doubt about it. Wouldn't it be even funnier, though, Chris, if he comes over to NXT 2.0 and becomes Triple H? <laughs> of nxt 2.0 now that would get people talking bro and then i would say automatically that we're moving to a triple h cody rhodes feud for mania yeah but the only people that that would get talking is the what five hundred thousand people who watch nxt like not just nxt it, it's not even about that it's just the history of you know of Cody and Triple H, even though there's really no history, let's be honest, there actually isn't, right? I mean, when you really peel it back, is this is nothing more than just a wrestling angle. Nothing more, nothing less. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Straight up. But it works. You know what I mean? I think people yeah, would get behind I, it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just don't see... I don't see the point, to be perfectly honest with you, Jimmy. And, I mean, I don't see the point, and here's why. He's not going to win the world championship. Um, he's not going to win a feud against Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar or, uh, I mean, at this point, I don't even think that they'd put him over Big E um, or oh, come on, dude. Bobby Lashley. No, seriously, not I Lashley, don't think maybe, they would put but... him over those guys. I don't know, man. Like, I just don't see a blind Cody Rhodes, even if he's working for the enemy still, say, just say, right? He's, he's a fucking mole. Mm -hmm. For TK, not for NK, but for TK, right? And uh, I just don't see him like jeopardizing his own career in many ways, just to be, you know, just to be squashed or be stardust all over again. You know what I mean? And we could have Star Brandy for, you know, heck, maybe even Goldust will make an appearance again in WWE for, you know, right? I'm down for that, just quietly, actually. But. That just doesn't make sense to me, man. I, although I do agree with you when you say there's more to this shit. There's got to be more to it. It just doesn't make sense why he'd do that. And it's very, like, abrupt too, man. Yeah, I, I have my doubts that he's going to be going to WWE. Even. Like, I, I think that there's a possibility that he just stays away for a little while now. Hmm. And I also. think that there's even a possibility if you ask me, like, I think that there's a possibility for, for now I don't, I don't have any insider information. So don't like, don't take, I hope that nobody listening takes this as any kind of a gospel or I've heard from no, the no. grapevine or anything, but this is just coming from my own personal like brain. I feel like there's a very good possibility that Cody goes away and does a few indie shows uh, or just slightly up from indie shows and him and AEW create kind of a war between two factions that aren't currently in existence. 
I just think that's going backwards for him, though, dude. In a way. I don't know. I mean, what are you going to do with the thing? Is, the thing is what, what they've done with Cody Rhodes in AEW. They've booked him into this corner where he can't really progress. He's kind of stuck in this midpoint right. where he's just, I mean, he can't go for the titles. So yeah, that's what's true. he going to do? He doesn't want to become a heel, clearly. Uh, they don't seem to have any desire in him becoming a heel. My little girl just stole my water bottle. Bugger. <laughs> um, she took off too. <laughs> Uh, she's quick um but yeah i to me it's like i'm not really sure what you do with cody Rhodes at this point so i could picture a situation where tk said hey listen cody i've got this crazy idea it's like really out there and it's going to require you to like go away for a little while and at least appear like you're building something to compete against us so that we can artificially create some kind of a wrestling war um, now I, I listen. I'm just speaking off the top of my head. Hypothetical. It's thinking, all hypotheticals, yeah, man. Yeah, that, it's that's just hypotheticals. Right. It's just things that I think would be really interesting, like like booking decisions, sure. really interesting oh. choices to make. And, and I feel like Tony Khan. I feel like Tony Khan has enough money and enough. Um, I mean, I, I'm going to give him credit if this is what he's doing. You know, it, it shows some really big balls on his part to say, "Listen, we're going to create a whole other wrestling." company at least for a little while so that we can book this as some kind of big invasion thing going on um i like I, I like that kind of thing i i wish like i hope that it's true i hope it's not just lol cody goes to wwe and wins the intercontinental championship like i i'm not interested in that hey maybe we get dashing cody Rhodes all over again with that mustache bro with that stash yeah <laughs> smoking mirrors man that's that was the I, whole I, theme of his song right so it could be an awful lot of different things i mean i we i've also just just now seen on hami media group that uh, uh aaron stevens is uh, is leaving his podcast uh they were non-specific about what he was going to do next really um yeah they were non-specific about it so maybe mm. they're Maybe him and Cody are going to reunite oh, their tag no. team in WWE. Oh, that's, no. That's Not the Road Scholars. Is. Not Road Scholars all over again, bro. Oh, no, man. Imagine that, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining. Oh, my God. Is that a coincidence, too? I mean, shit. I mean, I don't know. I don't believe in coincidences, Chris. Maybe we will get. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. Seriously, I already said it. I don't need to say it again. But if we do, the Road Scholars, there you go. I would laugh my ass off, dude, literally. Right here on this I, show. I, yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to contain just how <laughs> hilarious I would find that. And I love Eric Stevens, by the Me way. Too. I think I think he's a huge I think he was a huge wasted talent in the Big WWE. Time. Big time. Um, and I, I think the same thing about Cody Rhodes. I think that they've that they've consistently misused him but i don't think that that's going to get fixed so i don't know what the point of him going to the wwe would be because his ceiling there is intercontinental u.s championship level that's it they're not going to give him the world title look let's be fair man he's a vastly improved wrestler since his wwe days right in every sense i mean come on you got to give him that credit man he changed himself up completely man once he left WWE, I know you're laughing at me right now, Chris, but let's be real, man. 
he did change even the independent circuit at one stage dude yeah he was tagging along with with the bucks and kenny let's be honest he was doing that he was doing a lot of that actually but he's a smart man obviously so did jericho another smart man they understood let's tag along with these guys you know what i mean because they're the hot thing right now in professional wrestling whatever you want to call it and that's exactly what they did and cody especially you know rode those cocktails big time man or coattails sorry not cocktails coattails but he, um he may very well have rode those cocktails <laughs> <though>. <laughs> just maybe maybe but anyway basically what i'm saying i is, always know i've said something really fucking funny when i pop d in the background i like i if, if i can pop d i feel like that's it i've i've won the episode well, first of all, she was laughing at what I said, right? And I'm like, oh, shit, what am I saying? I said cocktails, whatever. And, uh, <laughs> but I was meant to say coattails. But anyway, the point is, I fucked. Oh, who knows what the fuck the point is? The point is Cody, <laughs> Cody could be dashing once again. He could be the Rhodes Scholars. Who the fuck knows? But like I was saying, Cody did tag along with your Bucks and Kennys and your Bullet Clubs. Yeah, and I mean, he he definitely changed the game in terms of the independence. Like, he was a big part of that movement that changed the independence into, like, AEW. That's what the independents were for a while. It was Young Bucks, and it was Cody Rhodes, and it was a few other guys like that. And they've basically all been signed to AEW at this point. Um, they changed the independence into a wrestling organization, and it was... A big part of that was the fact that people were interested to see what Cody Rhodes was going to do outside of the WWE, because I think that a lot of people in the wrestling world uh, recognized that he was being misused there. Um, speaking of misuse, uh, maybe we can get to um, we can get to his his letter that he put out and please. talk about the yes. misuse of the English language that is this thing. Because can you please can you do it with a lisp, Chris? Oh my goodness. It okay, might be really authentic if you do it like that. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I'm joking. Well, but not I really. Have loved, okay. I have loved my time at AEW. <laughs> amazing locker room, amazing fans, amazing people. The revolution was indeed televised. And I've been incredibly lucky to be part of that. First, I want to thank Tony Khan. He's taken the baton and run with it. And it was an honor to work with him and to know him on a personal level. He's such a beautiful soul. Uh, obviously, need, sorry, okay. Obviously, need to thank my incredible wife and mother of my baby girl, Brandy, for all of her love and support throughout this journey together and the amazing relationship she fostered with culture city and the american heart association i also need to thank nick and matt jackson these two whether they know it took an undes undesired and not confident little cub and gifted me the confidence to become a leader of the pack kenneth omega uh, kenneth <laughs> which, kenneth omega <laughs> that's not his name it's kenny omega oh, and if you're gonna call him by his right. real name it's kenneth olivier um <laughs> oh it's really tyson smith as a matter of fact it's definitely Kenny Olivier. Um, <laughs> Kenneth Olivier. Chris, Chris Derrico and Chicken. Uh, we started the fire. Whoa. I must thank. <laughs> I must thank Tim W, Keith M, Greg W, and the amazing production crew, who understood and captured the vision with such grace. I can't name everybody, but thank you to 
Mega, Margaret, Harrington, Jeff Jones, Dana, Tony Schiavone, Byrne Rath, and the hardest worker in the game, QT Marshall, uh, for pop. <laughs> for propping me up and kicking me in the ass when I was running on fumes. I must thank all my kiddos, uh, MJF, Jade, Sammy, Darby, Lee, Ricky, Tom, the guns, Brock, Velvet, Nyla, Aubrey, Turner, Vanilla, um, Pikachu, the mailman. Yeah, sorry. I got to get back to this now. Somebody's trying to phone me because people are ridiculous. Uh, it's Cody. It's Cody Redfalls. It's, it's definitely Cody. He's calling to. He's calling <laughs> to chew me out. Okay. Uh, Turner, Vanilla, Solo, Spears, Julia, Anna, Will, Wardlow, Sony, Fuego, One, and of course, Negative One. Uh, what about Viano? One, two, three, and four, too, bro. Is he going to thank them yeah. as well? honestly while we're at it give jade the cody vader which i guess is that center thing that he comes up through oh god also need to take a moment to thank the great partners at warner media including brett sam and the rest of the team i have so many milestones and beautiful memories of this renaissance (sighs) through sweat blood tears literal fire and all that i left you on the mat Everything pales in comparison to the final contribution <laughs> I was empowered to lead at the company. The community outreach team in the most in the most inward moments, your outward behavior and your ability to take fame, influence, and do something of value for the communities you visit, whether the cameras are on or off, is the highest honor. I am confident Amanda Huber will take the department with style. I am so proud of my creations and contributions and the items I supported or collaborated on with such wonderful professionals. Thank you, fans. Y'all did all the work. Let's live forever. Cody Rhodes. Let's live forever. Did he really say that shit, bro? Was he li- bro, li- like... Did he really Cody, think the whole fucking place... Just- like Cody, you didn't just win World War Three. You're leaving a wrestling company. Like, oh, for fuck's God. sakes, man! I'm a fan of Lord of the Rings and everything, but that's like that's the same amount of words that it tells an actual story. For fuck's sakes! Oh Jesus Christ, that was hectic. Seriously, that was bordering bizarre in a way, dude. Like seriously, I mean. He said he doesn't want to name everybody, but he literally named every Tom, Dick, and Harry. I mean, come on. Seriously. Come on, Cody. Like, for fuck's sake. For fuck's sake, Cody. <laughs> Suffering suckers, ass, Cody. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. Oh, anyway, Cody's so full of himself, bro. It's ridiculous, dude. This... This letter just highlights everything that we've been saying about him. And again, like I want to point out a lot of people have jumped on the bandwagon of, you know, Cody self-indulgent, but (laughs) you and I have literally been saying like Cody's super self-indulgent for almost the entire time that AEW's existed. Um, (laughs) You know, it's easily, Um, you know, everything from his entrance to, uh, the multiple finishers in his matches. <laughs> his matches. Uh, He's gonna so fucking block us on social media. 
<laughs> That's okay. <laughs> oh shit! Oh god! <laughs> it's anyone out there that's getting offended, please come on, man. We got to be the funniest guys. Actually, that's actually taking the piss out of this whole situation. I'm telling you, the, the whole the a piss. That's it. We're taking the piss on this whole <laughs> on this whole <laughs> crazy road situation. And, and uh, man, I bet you we're the only ones, bro. Like, let's be honest, man. Everyone else is going to be like, oh, my God, I'm creaming in my panties. But we here at the <laughs> CWC, we see, we, we see you, KZ. KZ. Not KZ. KZ. Cody. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a more fucking, uh, you know, crazier version of a lisp chris oh, okay <laughs> i say chris this miss chris mm, yeah i heard that um well welcome to the show cody uh thanks for coming <laughs> on <laughs> no listen we've been calling him a self-indulgent prick for like almost since aew existed and a lot of people when we first started talking about it were like oh you no, like he's really he's really doing this that and the other thing he's not <coughs> he's, <Kennedy>. he's, <coughs> The whole thing that he's ever doing is trying to push himself. That's it. He's, and it's like somebody, like I was saying to somebody earlier, like, man, like this, he wrote all that and he literally said nothing. Because at the end of this letter, at nothing. the end of this letter, at the end of this letter, when this first came out, Jimmy, this letter came out, there was nothing else out. There was no news. There hadn't been the letter from TK yet. He doesn't even say we're leaving AEW in this letter. True. It, it's, Good point. It's like an 800-page fucking memo, <laughs> and it literally says nothing. The only people I know who can say that many words and say nothing are politicians, which is exactly where I think Cody's true, headed. I think, I think he really believes he's going to be the president of the United States. <laughs> well, have that fear because Cody is here, and um, I'm glad to report that... Uh, there was a thing on Beans here, this, and um, on that show, right? And I'm being dead serious, being the elite, right? And um, Cody was playing a character that was running for president. I'm not kidding. Yep. This, this goes yep. back a few years now, and um, believe me, you're probably right. I, I fully expect to have at some point there be like a, a presidential, you know, uh, debate where it's him and Ron DeSantis. And instead of saying literally anything, Ron DeSantis just does the mole bit from Austin Powers, except at Cody's neck. <laughs> you know, he just goes. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 oh, I mean, what the fuck? Like, oh. What a tool. Anyway, yeah, I, I just, I, the whole, every single time Cody says anything, I just, he oozes fake. Am I the only one who sees that? No, like, no, no, not at all, man. You're right. You're spot on, bro. He's totally fake. And you're, and another thing that you spotted, which probably no one else has fucking spotted, but you watch, once they hear our show, dude, they're all going to be reporting the same thing that we, you and I just brought up. And, dude, he never mentioned that he's leaving not once nope didn't say it 
And then, then look, let's give credit where credit's due. Maybe this is where TK won Booker of the Year, bro. Maybe this is, you know, maybe it was us all along that fucking didn't understand TK, but God damn it. If he, if he knows that, what he's doing, I mean, shit. I mean, can you imagine TK will be Booker of the Century if he pulls this off? Because all the major media fucking places are all reporting this shit, bro. From CBS to fucking NBC to, like, you name it, Fox, obviously, for fucking obvious reasons. I mean, yeah. it's everywhere. Even New York fucking Post, dude. Right. Yeah, I, the whole, it's, if, if they've been able to pull something off like this, then they do deserve credit for pretty interesting long-term storytelling. I mean, I still feel like you need to make the short-term booking make sense and be interesting. I don't know, but too if much. They, but if they really did this, it, like what I'm thinking that they that they may have pulled off here, they, they do deserve some credit for being very original and also very brave. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Original indeed. Can you believe that? Original and TK in the same sentence? I mean, I, I'm telling yeah, you, which dude. which is it's a crazy. reason to doubt that that's what's going on. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But I'll tell you now, and, I'll, and I'm going to say it right now on this show. If they do pull this shit off, I'm telling you now, dude, I'll take everything I ever said about TK and I'll call him not only Booker of the Year, but he'll be the Booker of my life, bro. After that, if they pull that shit off, man, I still think we're just, you know, thinking too deep, Chris. You know what I mean? I think you're right. I think you're right. But if they if they could pull this off, we're taught what we're talking about here. If they pull it off, it changes the game. Be, it, it would be a game changer Absolutely. in the same way. Like, obviously, not the same level, but it would be a game changer in the same way that the NWO was a game changer yeah. in that. It would take professional wrestling and it would flip it on its fucking head for a while. I agree 100%. And that's something probably that the whole industry actually needs. But see, we're giving these motherfuckers free fucking, uh, you know, like we're giving our shit away, Chris. And if they fucking pull that off, man, like I said, it really is a game changer, man, because... I think professional wrestling needs something that can actually fool the fan base, not just the fan base, work the boys and work the media. You know what I mean? I mean, if they do that shit, I mean, hats off to them. Like I said, I'll take everything I ever said about TK, man. But in saying that, I don't want to get my hopes up because we're just probably going way too deep. And uh, I don't know if they, if they're, I know Cody's probably a deep thinker, TK. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I feel like he is a deep thinker. And I think that sometimes he even thinks like too deep to the point where he's, he's, he's already like, he's doing a magic trick on a magic trick. Do you Absolutely. know what I mean? It's like, Fuck yeah. it, it's like putting a hat on a hat. You don't have to do that. Just, <laughs> right. just show me the hat. The hat's cool. T Tony, you know, um, Sometimes I feel like that's his biggest problem is actually that he's overly creative, which I know sounds like a oxymoron. That's, that's crazy. That is an oxymoron, actually, Chris. <laughs> that's that's but, crazy. But it does feel like sometimes he's trying to swerve wrestling when <laughs> he needs to be trying to swerve the audience instead of trying yes. to swerve wrestling. 
Um, but point. again, if he's able to do, if he's able to do something like I just suggested, hats off to him. I will have nothing but praise for him being able to pull it off. Although I will t- say, I told you so. Like I will definitely be like, dude, I fucking called this. Um, no doubt, man. Because I, I, up until we us doing this show, I hadn't even thought that far ahead yet. Put it that way. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, and I don't know. I could be completely wrong. But uh, anyway, speaking of TK. Let's get into his uh, his release here as he released a, a statement, a letter. Splendid. Um, it is much <laughs> less long. Um, so let's call this The Hobbit um, to the Lord of the Rings of <laughs> Cody Rhodes' original work there. <laughs> all right. So this comes with an All Elite Wrestling letterhead. It says, Cody and Brandy Rhodes were integral to the launch of All Elite Wrestling. Cody's ability combined with his boldness and his passion for our industry and his love for community outreach helped AEW deliver on our mission to give fans what they needed for far too long. Something new, innovative, and lasting. That's all true enough. Uh, This next part part made me laugh. Brandy helped us shape the AEW story. (laughs) And I appreciate how hard she fought for us, both in the ring and out of it. Competing in the women's division while advancing our efforts at inclusion and civic causes, including great partnerships with Culture City and the American Heart Association. I have immense respect and appreciation for Cody and Brandy. And I wish them both the the best as they move on from AEW. Thank you, Cody and Brandy. Tony Khan, CEO, President, General Manager, and Head of Creative, All Elite Wrestling. I just threw up in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Like, really? I mean, Cody deserves a thank you. Like, Cody deserves a thank you. Uh, Brandy, basically, the only thing she's ever done for AEW is take up time and space on a roster. She's not good. She's aggressively bad. The one time anybody liked what she did, it was just because people want to see, like, I really honestly believe it was people want to see the angry black lady. And they thought they were getting that from Brandy Rhodes. Um, But it never went anywhere because it's not authentic to who she is. And that's not, I'm not dismissing Brandy Rhodes or her blackness either when I say that. So don't at me for fuck's sakes, but like, she's not a ghetto chick. She just ain't. Remember, remember that conversation of like many months ago, Chris, where that went. I mean, yeah, I hate to say it, but I mean, isn't she half white anyway? I don't know if she is or she isn't, but she definitely grew up with money. We know that she grew up in you know in a in a nice neighborhood, probably on some cul-de-sac with her mom and dad. Who, like, I don't. There's nothing ghetto about her, so her coming out and being like you know, snapping her fucking fingers and shaking her <laughs> neck back and forth. It's fine, I guess, if that's the character you're playing. But we've never seen her play that character. She didn't continue to play that character. It was just angry black lady because I want to pop the crowd. And it's just inauthentic. And I don't, I never, I never, I was never impressed with that stupid promo. I've never been impressed with her abilities in the ring. The one thing that she can do really well, and she does, is ring announce. She's she's actually a pretty good, like ring announcer. I agree. I mean, Eden Styles, anybody, anyone? Do you get the joke there, Chris? <laughs> Eden Styles. Eden Styles. Look it up. Was that 
Okay. I'll, oh. I'll look it up. No, well, it's basically Bandy Rhodes in WWE. <laughs> Eden oh. Styles was her name. When she was ring announcing, that was her name. And I actually enjoyed her as Eden Styles. And then she became Bandy Rhodes. And I was like, hell no. So, I mean, mm. I mean, she's gorgeous, though. Let's, let's not fucking get that shit twisted. I mean, she's one of the most gorgeous women on the planet. But her, just how, I mean, her and Cody are perfect together, man. Them two are like, they're meant for each other, man. I think they think very alike. I think Cody deep down even knows that his wife is a fucking hack when it comes to professional wrestling. But, you know, he's got to fluff her up a little bit. Just like she fluffs him up, you know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> but my point is, you know, he just tells her, man, baby, you're, you're great. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Look at that ass. Like, you know, she's like the best thing since sliced bread. But really, I, I honestly, I, she doesn't come across as the person who would react well to being told, yeah, look at that ass. She'd be like, excuse me, don't object. Oh, yeah, probably. You're probably right. I am not just a piece of probably meat. Right. <laughs> but Honestly, I am like, because I pants like, my really ass all over the place. I really believe that she is closer to a valley girl than a ghetto chick. I really believe that. Like that's my girl. honest Oof. take. Are you calling her? I won't even say it. I won't. I'm go calling there. her a valley girl. I'm not going anywhere else with it. That's where I'm calling. Her. <laughs> I think that she's that, aggressively that annoying, liberal. Um, <sighs> you know, and again, I. There's fucking aggressively annoying conservatives too. I'm just saying there are certain liberals that annoy the shit out of you because of because of the way that they talk and the way that they think everything's a big fucking problem or whatever. Um, she's that. She's she's annoying as fuck as in her in her attitude. And it's it's I'm I'm not like I'm kind of praying that they do go to WWE because I don't watch WWE and it will be. <laughs> like a beautiful like Damn. cleansing of my life like somebody wow. just gave somebody just gave us the cure to covid forever like the cure cure to covid just came out that's how i will feel if they actually go to wwe and just fuck off because i i like what cody was able to do i do appreciate that he was able and willing and had the balls to go and help make aew but I, he's annoying to watch because he's so self-involved and so self-centered and she's worse. And the only thing that I'm like, I really honestly, it would be great if they were in WWE because then I wouldn't have to see when they try to monetize their baby because they're going to do that. Damn. Damn. That's crazy, dude. That's pretty fucking that's dude. <laughs> what can I say after what you just said that I mean, seriously, I mean, was this? Well, I mean, shit. You're right, bro. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I'm trying to be fucking on the fence. You know what I mean? I'm trying to play devil's advocate, but damn it, I can't have. My, I can't hide my feelings. I actually agree with you, but fuck, man. Good riddance. I mean, it's not like we really missed him anyway. Let's be honest. No, honestly, like I didn't like when he was gone. It wasn't like, oh, I can't wait for Cody to come back. It was like, okay, good. I don't have to deal with a 15 minute entrance now. And I don't have to deal with the fucking the the promo about how, hey, did you know I'm white and I'm married to a black lady and our baby is going to change the world because she's the first ever white and black baby ever. It's like, no, hey, that's not. You're missing something there, Chris. 
he's not only the widest, the best widest guy in all of Atlanta, right? But he's also half Cuban, bro. He's half brown, motherfucker. You're forgetting that shit, bro. So not only is he the man to, to all the <laughs> minorities out there. Yeah, well, he's... big ups Boricuas. Um, <laughs> if you tell you what, any that's Boricuas the Puerto Ricans, bro. If you, well, whatever. We're talking about the Fidelis, bro. Okay, any Cubanos <laughs> out there who honestly consider Cody Rhodes to be one of your people, send us in some information because I want to have a talk with you. I, I want, I want <laughs> to seriously have a conversation with you about how you need to rethink your life and um, an understanding of of who is and who is not a quote unquote culture vulture which is about the only <laughs> thing that i think cody rhodes is good at doing damn bro you calling him a puto i'm honestly like i'm in a like i'm in a fucking i'm in a mood i don't know man I, the whole this whole situation just comes off as self-indulgent like more self-indulgent nonsense and i mean if they're pulling off a cool wrestling story i'll be the first one to say how hey, i was wrong they were really pushing something um interesting and innovative but if this is just Okay, now Cody's going to go to WWE, and we're really, really grateful for him. And Brandy was wonderful. Then this whole company is stupid, and Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes are even dumber. Pinche cabrón, that's crazy, bro. Cállate su boca, And that was your español lesson for the evening. Well, Chris, before we actually take it home, man, I just wanted to say one more thing about this Cody situation i'm starting to lean towards that he's not even leaving aw this is all the work now like i think we've figured it out you've made me open my eyes actually chris you know what i mean and now the more i think about it the more i'm leaning towards a wrestling angle i mean this i mean think about this dude when he first signed with aw he signed for five years it's been right. three yeah, I mean, he might have had an out in his contract, but I mean, what I expect is going to happen is he's going to go away now and for a little while, like for six months, a year, maybe, you know, he's going to go away and he's just going to be like, I really believe this is a good possibility. He's just gone for a little while and he's doing his little show on TNN or TBS or TS, whatever the hell it's on uh, TNT, um, FBI, CIA. <laughs> KGB, TNA, KGB, FSB, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, AAA, Triple H, Triple H, Triple H, MI6, whatever he's doing. Whatever he's yeah. doing. Green Berets. Um, I mean, my, you name my... it. <laughs> Sorry? Uh, just thinking Chris. about stupid shit. Say my it, name please. is Rose. <laughs> double O Rose. I'm double O seven. <laughs> no, double no, no seven. Th- seven. The num the number set like <laughs> after thick. It's the seven, number before Cody. eight. <laughs> it's seven, Cody, not seven, you fucking spastic. The name's Rose. <laughs> Cody Rose. <laughs> and the, and with that, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're gonna take home the extra. Get it? The extra roads? All roads lead to the fucking... The extra roads. The extra roads edition of the extra. <laughs> All right. 
So thank you for joining us. I've been Christopher Ams. That's been Jimmy T. Uh, You can find us on our social media stuff. I'm Christopher Ams. At Christopher Ams1 on Twitter. And Jimmy is DJ Mass Effects. That's right. And also PWC Network on the Twitter. Tweet, tweet. On the Twitter? Okay. Uh, We're out of here. We're off like a prom dress. Peace. Fuck out. She said that I'm cool. I'm like, yeah, that's true. I believe in G-O-D. Don't believe in T-H-O-T. She keep playing me dumb. I'm a player for fun. Y'all don't really know my mental. Let me give you the picture like stencil. Falling out in a drought. No flow rain was I'm pouring down. See, that pain was all around. See, my mode was kind of lounge. Didn't know which which way to turn. Flow was cool, but I still felt burned. Energy up, you can feel my surge. I'ma kill everything like this purge. Let's just get this straight for a second I'ma work, even if I don't get paid for progression I'ma get it, everything that I do is electric I'ma keep it in a motion, keep it moving like kinetic Put this shit in a frame, better know I don't blame Everything that I say, man, I seen you deflate Let me elevate this in a prank, have you walking on a plane? Both hands together, God, let me pray uh, I been going right, right around, call that relay Pass the baton, back in the mall, swimming in the pool, can't you come on? Uh, when a piece of this, a piece of mine, my piece of sign Can you please read between the lines? My rhymes inclined to break your spine They say that I'm so fine You could never match my grind Please do not, not waste my time What you know about rolling down in the deep When your brain goes numb You can call that mental freeze When these people talk too much Put that shit in slow motion Yeah, I feel like an astronaut in the ocean Ay, What you know about rolling down in the deep When your brain goes numb You can call that mental freeze When these people talk too Put that shit in slow motion, yeah I feel like an astronaut in the ocean That's one small step for man One giant leap for mankind thought of my world as small before but recent events can really put into perspective how small we all are it has also clarified for me how big and how important the service we provide is and the irony in what I'm about to ask is not lost on me because I'm about to ask three of the best athletes in the world to discard their petty differences, to put aside those squabbles and to stand 
together. The irony, it being March 18th, 2020, and us as human beings need to stand together. And for many of us, that will mean standing at a distance. We have to be informed. We have to be held responsible by health and science, but there is a profound difference in that versus living in a prison of fear. And I refuse to live in fear because that's not living at all. And I don't know about you watching at home. I feel alive and I hope you feel alive. Matt Jackson, I know that you are listening. Save Tony Khan, you are probably second most responsible for AEW even existing. I think you're a tag team specialist, an absolute tag team master. But that doesn't mean anything is owed to you. If anything, that means you have to work harder and your anger last week towards Hangman Adam Page was misplaced. I don't need that anger and you don't want that anger. Instead, I need your older brother wisdom and I need you to carry Nick Jackson's giant heart into this match so that we can win at blood and guts. And speaking of Hangman Adam Page, I get tired of putting over Hangman Adam Page. I have said in a cornucopia of interviews how I think Hangman Adam Page is the best wrestler in all of the elite. He has a scary combination of light heavyweight skill and accuracy melded with heavyweight stopping power like the buckshot Larry. I thought he was going to be the first AEW world champion. He is not. He lost to Chris Jericho. So did I. I need you to get over it, Hangman. You don't want to be the other guy in the elite? then don't be. Be the difference maker. Be the reason that we win at blood and guts. And then there is my most unique relationship in all of wrestling, unique friendship, that being Kenny Omega. We don't always like each other. And that's okay, we can argue about who we think is 1A and 1B until we are blue in the face and likely somebody passes us by. I respect the fact that we both don't want to be bridesmaids. Great, this isn't a wedding. It's blood and it's guts, it's grits, it's violence. It takes years off of the career and I need you. But I need the real Kenny Omega. I need the one who stood in front of 499 others and declared himself best in the world. I need the best bout machine, Kenny Omega. In short, I need the elite to be elite. You know, normally when you'd have a microphone, you'd be speaking in front of an arena full of people, but here we are. Just friends talking to friends. You know, we haven't really seen eye to eye, Cody. There are times when we've been at each other's throats. But here we are. The entire world is falling apart around us. 
Everything that we've built up could fall apart as of next week. We don't know if we'll even have a dynamite by next week. But if it's up to me, I want to go out the way that we came in. And that's as the elite. Tony, I, I, lo I love the whole call to the action for the elite. And, and Kenny, everything you're saying, you're not wrong, man. Like, but you look in this ring, and it's it's just the three of us. I mean, we saw what happened to my brother Nick last week. We saw what Inner Circle did to Nick. He couldn't even get on an airplane. He's out indefinitely. And, and again, it's just the three of us. Where's Hangman Adam Page? Hey man, listen, I know I know that things have been a little strange these past few weeks between the two of us, I get it. And, and, and I'm not saying that we fix this tonight or even in, in a couple of weeks, it's probably not gonna happen, but I'm asking you as a man, we're asking you, we gotta know, tonight, and at blood and guts, will you stand with us? Look, guys. I'm talking to an arena full of nobody, but I'm actually talking to the people out there in TV land. I know you're watching, and it's hard to feel your energy, but we know you're out there, and we all mean the best of things for each and every one of you out in the world. So guys, all we can do is our best. All we can do is give you guys the best show that we know we can give. The world goes on. Everybody needs entertainment. Everybody needs some positivity. So all we can do is give you guys the best possible show that we can give, that the elite can give, that everyone in all elite wrestling can give. So God damn it, hit the lights, hit the pyro, and let's start dynamite! Charles. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to have any 
bubbling. <laughs> well, what a week this kid. I said this, I don't know, it doesn't look like he's even slept for a couple of days. I think he's troubled. I hope I'm wrong. Biggest match of his life. His brand new company, worldwide audience. With a, and Tony Schiavone will talk more about that. Let's throw it right down to uh, Tony Schiavone. Okay. We are here in the great city of Charlotte, North Carolina. One of the great wrestling cities in the entire world and also, I might add, the birthplace of Cody the American Nightmare. Cody, this Saturday at Full Gear, you and Chris Jericho for the AEW World title. But, we talked about this, I know you have an announcement that's weighing heavy on you right now. Please tell us all what the announcement is. I'm not surprised. We're not surprised the arrival of Chris Jericho with the inner circle has been blunt. But he's more apropos term, it's been strategic. They have taken a scalpel to the elite. But it's a short victory lap, man, and here is why. We were already looking for them. We looked for them in our own club at one point. We have searched all over the world for a card that we could put our names on and match up with Matt and Nick Jackson, with Kenny Omega, with Hangman Adam Page, with myself, hell with my brother.
So when I hear when I hear the same criticism attached to my name for being management and being in a title match, I can't not hear it. And with that said, I am announcing that if I do not defeat If I do not defeat Chris Jericho at full gear, I will never challenge for the AEW World Championship again. Chris Jericho, that is a very big if. It's not an encumbrance, it's not an albatross that is gonna sit on your chest and weigh you down. It is going to vanish. You've taken to calling my lot entitled millennials. You've called me an entitled millennial bitch. I neglected to read in your best-selling book, A Lion's Tale, which you can get on Amazon for $3 or at any, or at any flea market. I neglected to read about the upbringing you had that was so hard. You talked about my silver spoon. Gosh, it must have been so difficult being the upper class son of a famous hockey player. It is almost like we shared the exact same silver spoon, you stupid dick. You dismissed, you dismissed every accomplishment I've made. You've talked about my father. Will you call me an entitled millennial? I call you a carny succubus because the dirty secret about you, the dirty secret is you need this generation more than it needs you. And you've surrounded yourself with impressionable youth. This isn't about my dad. This isn't about the dead, it's about the living. It's about my mother. It's about my sister. It's about my wife. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. Full gear. At full gear, I beat you. I become the world champion, and you fall back into your circle, your inner circle, and you let them know the ground should be rumbling between their feet because the elite are coming. And when the elite and the inner circle square off, it'll be a match beyond, and we are going to eat you alive. passion but what has this extremely talented young man done the pressure he is now under it's not just maybe win he has to win this is a must-win situation for Cody on Saturday night full gear on pay-per-view that was so uh, emotional the words from that young man, and, and, and quite frankly, there were times when I could close my eyes and feel the presence of the dream, the passion.
speaking from his heart. It was so clear that Cody believes that he will walk I'm reminded from that last match about a man who once sat on a stage just like that, looked in a ring just like this, and he gave one of the most important addresses in the history of our sport. It inspired thousands of would-be wrestlers. It mobilized literally millions of fans it was the first hint of a revolution. I am talking about CM Punk and the pipe bomb. Someone told me to save this promo, but I honestly don't know if I'm gonna get the chance, so I'm gonna do it now. In that interview, that was the first whiff of a revolution. He laid out a road map. He listed things, things that for him, for somebody like me, were taboo at the time. Things like going to New Japan Pro Wrestling, working with Ring of Honor. And ultimately, he would talk about teaming with the Young Bucks. As destiny would have it, as fate would have it, he was unable to do those things, but he would join He would eventually wind up here in what Pro Wrestling Illustrated called the comeback of the year. But if we're being honest with one another, and I see all the CM Punk shirts, it is the comeback of the decade. We are all living it. We are all loving it. But in his absence, in the void that CM Punk left behind, somebody did do each and every one of those things. I did them. I carried every ounce of anti-monopoly sentiment on my shoulders. I held every grain of the revolution in my hand. And each and every one of you cheered. You want to ask why I won't turn heel? It's because you cheered me when I needed the most. When it says there is more than one royal family in wrestling, I am talking about me and all of us. People talk about the forbidden door. It's a proper noun. It's vernacular. But if you are an industry journalist who covers what we do, and you disagree with anything that I say here tonight, you're not a journalist. As this generation likes to say, check the receipts, check the dates. Before there was a forbidden door, I was the one who built it. And I am gone. 
I'm gone for two weeks. Two weeks. And I see that the Young Bucks last week in the opening segment almost started the Wednesday Night Wars all over again. And listen, I know Red Dragon graduated hip toss class with flying colors, but I don't need to see the Bucks beat the developmental more than once. And then my friend, my Trelawney-like friend in Ricky Starks, my real-life friend, gets into a tiff with Jay Lethal? Word to the wise, the lethal injection is the one cutter in the business that people don't kick out of. Avoid, avoid, avoid. And then one of the most talented wrestlers on the planet that you're gonna see later, Malachi Black. A guy who hung two losses on my name and everybody knows I hate to lose. A man who needed no help added insult to injury by getting help in the form of just this size and speed and strength. And I know we're not in the business of renaming people like Gunner McGillibuddy or whatever the hell it is. But not just speed and strength, balls. Because if you come to AEW and you call yourself Brody, you've got balls. And I'll let you find out in eight years what a mistake that was when that kid shows up. But speaking of Brody, speaking of Darby, of Miro, and of the TNT champion, Sammy Guevara. These are men, a lineage, a legacy of champions who taught you what you had been taught against. Everyone had been conditioned for 20 years that any title that doesn't have the world world in it is a secondary belt. Well, we don't have secondary belts. The only way it's secondary is because right now, there's two. I think it's pretty clear what we do. I know Tony Khan has sent a contract in the mail to Sammy Guevara and myself. Maybe it's not the contract I wanted. But Sammy, at this point, beach break, two titles, one champion, Boy, Sammy Guevara, what do you say? Talking about a ladder match. JR, as we were saying, there can be only one TNT champion, but will it be the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes or Sammy Guevara? have just flocked to Malachi Black and, and really at the expense of Cody Rhodes. And we will hear from Cody shortly after this break.
whether you uh, believe it or not, I hear you. I hear you online. I hear old wrestling managers shouting at clouds on social media. And I heard you this Saturday. I had one of the best wrestlers in the world, Malachi Black. I hooked under one arm. I hooked under the other arm. Ultimately, I would hit a Tiger Driver 98 as Excalibur pointed out so beautifully. But for a brief moment, for a glimmer, I thought about hitting a very different move. And what would happen? What would happen had I hit that move? Would I have popped up? Would I have sneered? Would I have abused my executive vice president role? Would I have broken the covenant between you and I, challenged for the world title, and won the world championship? Do you want to know why I didn't? Because respectfully, that's too easy. No, no, not the matches. The matches would be hard, but that is the easy way out. I feel like as a fan, you have your right to do whatever you want. You can cheer. You can boo. But if you're going to boo the narrative, boo the true narrative. Nobody has any problem acknowledging the man who signs the checks, but please don't forget the man who built this bank. And please do me a favor. Like I said, that's the easy way. It's not in my nature. Do yourself a favor, I put myself in your shoes. Put yourself in mine for one night here, all right? Put yourself in mine. Think about it. I grew up in front of you. I debuted at 20 years old. No knee pads, no muscles. I've got a wife that's too hot for me. I've got a brother that if you honestly think about it, bell the bell, he's a Hall of Fame player. Dustin Rhodes is likely better than I am. I got a daughter that I barely deserve, and I have a father that if I lived to be 300 years old, I would not be able to leave behind the cultural legacy that he did. So the easy way out, the easy way out is not the way. I will not turn. And the reason is, is because simple, and I don't mean to pander, but I love you guys very much, and I've loved you my entire life. So if anybody thought that maybe I got a little Hollywood, that I got away from where my eyes should be, allow me to apologize. I apologize to each and every one of you. I apologize to everyone in the Nightmare family. Brooke Havoc, Dylan, Sean Dean, Lee Johnson, Brock Anderson, my own brother, and sir. If I've never told you, allow me to tell you right now. It is a damn honor to stand in the ring with you. 
I apologize. You were right. Cody, Cody, Cody. Who do you think you are? Cody, these people don't like you. The people don't like me. But the difference is I don't care about the people. Cody, you make stupid choices. First, that stupid tattoo. Second, you get it in my business. Look at me. Look at me. I am Andrade. El ídolo. But, but, wait, 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 wait. But, if, if, you want, I can make you my little bitch. Lights went out here in Boston just as Andrade El Idolo and Cody Rhodes are about to square off. That's an ominous thing to happen. What's going on here? There you go. Oh, Malachi Black with the mist. The black mist into the eyes of Cody Rhodes. And look at the, the double team on the coach. Oh, my God, that Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson cannot take this. Andrade El Idolo. Look at Malachi Black have formed some sort of alliance. And there we see the bastard Pack. Pack coming to the ring to do the right thing. Oh, yeah. How about that, that classic he had a few days ago against El Idolo. He just took out Malachi Black. And now the shot to the Ooh. midsection of Andrade. A kick to the face. Another shot to the midsection. Pack picking up right where he left off on Andrade. We're talking about. Black having educated feet. What about this guy? He's a valedictorian in that department. Look out now. He's not done, guys. And Pat. Oh, Andrade Alidolo and Malachi Black retreating up the ramp. Wow, the intensity here in Boston. This was out here trying to get this thing back under control. And what a sh tagged himself in. And he won the match for his team. There's some drama going on. I know, listen, I know after Dynamite, there's a new reality show drama. Rose to the top. But there's some drama going on right now. All right. Big win for Lee Johnson and Cody together here on, on Dynamite. Wow. Hey, hey. I know. I know this audience waited a long time for this show. We don't need to wait. Why don't we get him out here right now? Why doesn't Malachi Black come out here right now? Put on his face. Cody, stop talking. Stop talking. July the 7th, Malachi Black came into our life. 
He has systematically destroyed every one of us. He used me to get to you, but it's your fight. The first time he totally destroyed you, you start taking your boot off. What's that all about? We didn't talk about that. You come back for number two, I got this. You finally get him hurt, what do you do? You roll out of the ring to see about me? To hell with me, it doesn't make, it's not about me. You should have finished that fight. Here's some differences though, Cody, that's gonna prevent you from going one inch any further. Malachi Black is an assassin, he's a predator. He will do anything in the world to win a match and destroy the man that he's in there with. Ask Lee, ask Brock. And just the fact is, I would step in and take the fight, but I'm just too damn old. But I'll tell you what, there's two big differences between you and I, Cody. You pull up to a red light, a man jerks your door open, says, out of the car, I'm taking your car. You say, okay, take it. Just don't hurt me. You know what I do? I pull out the Glock, put it on his forehead, and spill his brains all over the concrete. I'm Arn Anderson, and all that that implies. And I'll be damned if I'm gonna coach a loser. Come on with me, Lee. At least you listen to me. Wow. I drama here, fellas. Very strong words. Arn 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 Anderson. Anderson. back. Excalibur, JR, I believe that Arn Anderson has bodies in his past, but I don't believe he's used a gun to tally those bodies. Well, we have to take a Now, this is a little bit beyond. Jade Cargill in a... Well, obviously, it's a table. Well, yeah, and I, but I... I mean, like I said, they, they have made this very, very personal. And here's just a, another... And I, I think even Shaq is surprised by the actions of, of Jade. I mean, Jade's gone into business for herself. Well, I believe she has. But Velvet identifies the danger. She's a fireball as this Red Velvet comes right back out to fight again against a much larger and stronger adversary. Red Velvet currently ranked number two in the AEW women's division. She's won 11 of her last 12 matches. She is certainly what? no stranger to victory, but well, I guess if one table's good, who might be better? No, I, 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 this is beyond comprehension here. Exactly what they, what they're trying to accomplish. I, I guess the only thing you could say is they're trying to end it right before it starts between these two. Velvet on the outside, getting the second table set up, and still to come tonight, the return to action of her Tully Blanchard, the first time in almost 22 years on national television. He'll team with FTR to take on Jurassic Express later tonight. A rocking right hand. From the 6'2 or 3, whatever, she's a big, big lady. They wanted those ladies. Oh, 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 what a kick. Scored the kick right in the face. The Anzi Gary right on the money. And there's a tie. Cody's in now. So that means Shaq's got to come back in. Oh, boy. And here he comes. Intimidating as always. All, all seven foot one of him. Oh, little test of strength here. What do you think? Go for it. I think Shaq is going to win that those test. Hands. Those massive hands are being 
were pounding on the sternum and the pecs of Cody earlier tonight. Well, thank God those two women stayed away from those tables, man. They, and Cody needs to be very, very cautious here. Ooh, oh, smart. What a smart Absolutely. move by Cody Rhodes. That's the ring savvy. But the knee lift, and you saw that, that one single knee lift by Shaq. Drop Cody. Uh-oh. And then Shaq walked right into that. Oh, oh God. my God! A slam. Big Shaq heels and slam. Cody's going for the cover. Will it be? Oh, no! Oh, my God, the power. And you have to remember, Cody with that shoulder injury. Cody, how much does slamming somebody like Shaq take out of him? But right now, Jade and Red Velvet squaring off center of the ring. What a way to start our evening. It's amazing. Look at them fight. Look at the aggression, the fearlessness of these two women pounding on each other. Red Velvet repeated shots. And Shaq just looming large over this match. Oh, hard knee right to the abdomen. But to the counter, coming right back and fighting right back into her place is Red Velvet. Red Velvet. The spine on the pine, executed by Jay Cargill. Jay hooks the far oh, leg of Cody. Interrupted the count. Ooh, big swing and a miss, and Cody with a poke of the eyes. Now Cody, Cody on the top. Oh, oh my God, God Good God Almighty! The tables are everywhere. People are shattered. It's incredible. This crowd's going wild. Holy hell! Cody diving over the top rope, taking out Shaquille O'Neal for two tables. And, and, and Jay Cargill's in shock. Yeah, her entire attention. Look at that. Oh, the spear. Red Velvet hit the spear. Who's the the leg? She got it. Go! Oh, how close was that? Inches, mere inches away. And Velvet using that spear. That's her mentor, Brandy Rhodes, finishing attack. Coach Arn Anderson trying to coach up Red Velvet. You're in the bottom of the ninth here, young lady. You've got a shot at winning this huge match. Red Velvet looking to end the night of Jade Cargill. Has her up on the shoulders. Jade Cargill, oh no, look at this, reversing. Wow, that's just nothing but muscle and power. Velvet comes out the back door. Uh-oh, look at this, Jade. She's got Red Velvet up. Oh, face first with all that power and force. The velocity. Hero Dynamite. Now winners of this match, the team of Shaquille O'Neal and Jade Cargill. I'm telling you guys, it's, it's, we got some serious, serious things going on here now. Yeah, uh, I mean, we had to pay attention to the match as it was going on, but take a look. Shaq is out. Shaq is out, and I believe that's that's Dr. Michael Sampson maybe down there with him. Wow, not good. Shaquille O'Neal laid out at ringside. All right, Cody, <laughs> I want to talk about the shoulder. I know what happened last week at the hands of Shaq threw you around the ring. You had to really go out, come back in. Let's talk about the shoulder, how it's doing, and how you're feeling right now. All right, let's talk about the shoulder. Let's, let's talk about losing the face of the revolution match. Let's, 
No, 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 Cody. Cody. Ven, Alex, ven, ven. Ayúdame, por favor, ven. Cody. Shut up. Dile que yo soy mil veces mejor que él. Cody, Penta says that he's a thousand times better than you. Y ahora dile que si él se dice ser el príncipe del pro wrestling, yo soy el lord de la lucha libre. Penta says that if you're the prince of pro wrestling, then he's the lord of lucha libre. Ven, Alex, ven. Alex, Alex, espérame. Yo puedo. Escucha, eh. Let me speak your language, American nightmare. <laughs> serious? You serious, Cody? As revolution, you lost. Yeah, you lost. And had it just been you and me and that ring, you would have lost more that the match. You know what? You know why? Penta says that you're lucky that he didn't focus on hurting your arm even more because he would have hurt it so bad that you wouldn't be able to pick up your newborn baby girl. Wow, whoa. That one called for. Well, here we go. Cody Rhodes and Penta El Cerro Miedo. It's a barroom brawl here without the barroom. They're having to be restrained. Cody is foaming at the mouth. Where did that come from?
Coach Hart Anderson there. He knows what Cody's up against. They got a game plan. Whoa, Brandy is back. And his opponent, being accompanied by the enforcer, Arn Anderson, and his wife, Brandy, from Atlanta, Georgia. Weight 223 pounds, the American nightmare, Cody JR, you mentioned how Malachi Black has laid waste to Cody Rhodes and the Nightmare family. First, it was a surprising debut in Miami. Then, just Ooh. the systematic dismantling of Cody Rhodes that forced Cody to completely rethink his career, Tony. Yeah, and he even left his boot in the ring for Malachi Black to look over. But he wasn't done there just a week ago when Rosario Dawson of the Nightmare family was out here. She jumped on the back, and the fight was out of control all the way up to the stands. Rosario Dawson, Cody Rhodes, Coach Judge on the Go Big Show coming up this fall. Malachi Black doing the right thing, man, just staying in the corner. Arn Anderson, Brandy is out. Just had a baby, she's looking wonderful. Great to see her back, and it's great to, to see Cody finally get back in the ring. Look at the focus on his eyes, guys. Gotta be, it's gotta be. Cody's gotta figure a way to beat this man. And thus far, nobody in his family have been able to, to accomplish such. 